0: Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asien. Napoleon Asien is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asien has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah! Somebody put your hands together And give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Lift your hands. We give you glory. Let your name be exalted. This morning we say, have your way. And let your will be done. Father, we lift our heart before you. Grant us understanding hearts. Deliver us from ourselves. And above all, let your will unfold. This morning, we call on you. We say, we love you, Lord. We lift your name on high. We worship your majesty. We adore you. We praise you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, let me help you with a scripture so you can take a purposeful offering and a good tithe. Amen. All right. Turn your Bibles with me to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. I'm reading from verse number 18. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. All right, I'm waiting. Ephesians chapter 5, I'm reading from verse number 18. The Bible says, and I read, it says, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is essence, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God, and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I have somebody say amen? amen. Oh, I, I couldn't hear your loudest amen. 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 All right. Are you feeling cold? Okay. The sun is up in Cape Town, so you need to uh, come along. It said, and be not drunk with wine wherein is essence, but be filled with the Spirit, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and, in, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you want uh, the title of my little exhortation is the effect of the Holy Spirit. Amen the effect of the Holy Spirit. That is what we are reading. It says that there is something that wine can do. Don't be drink, don't be drunk with wine. How many used to drink before you got born again? You don't want the person behind you to know, eh? It's okay. It's okay. We know ourselves. So the Bible says that there is an effect that wine brings on a person. When you see, even if you have not been drunk before, I'm sure you have seen a drunkard before. I'm sure you have seen somebody who was drunk or you know somebody who drinks. When the person is not drunk, it's one person. And when he gets drunk, he's another. How how many can see that when the person is not drunk, you can see that this person is a very shy person, very quiet person, very gentle person. But when he gets drunk, then he begins to do, don't push me. Meanwhile, nobody is pushing him. The... Alcohol is in him and he cannot it can't be stable. But I think that somebody is pushing him. Don't push me. Don't push me who is pushing me. Meanwhile, there's nobody pushing him. So wine has effects. Unseen effects. Are you here? Yeah, wine has an unseen effect, like yeast or living. East when it's put in some, you don't see it but it causes the dough to agitate and to swell and to puff up and to become what it is not. Meanwhile, you cannot see the east or the living. You cannot see, but it's doing something. In the same way, when you see somebody who is drunk, you see the person is swinging. The leg is not stable. You you cannot straighten the leg. What is happening is not in the leg. It's something... That he has drunk and is gone into the blood, and everything has changed. His language will change, his walking will change, his eye will change, everything. Are, are you here? <laughs> so, listen carefully. And the Bible says that instead of being drunk, it said, Don't, Be not drunk with wine, wherein it's excess. Rather, instead of being drunk, rather be hot. Filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Spirit. When you get filled with the Spirit or when you are anointed, when the influence of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you can have more than what the wine can do for you. And he begins to tell us from verse number 19. He said, speaking to yourselves in Psalms. How many have seen a drunkard speaking to himself? Hey, drunk at it, they be, oh, they sang their own, they will be singing, hey, 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 oh, oh, oh. You see that? I mean, they are happy. Nobody knows what is making them happy. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. Now, when you know the difference between psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, these are not songs that are composed. They are songs that you do it yourself. And the time you see somebody composing songs song that nobody has sung before is when the person is drunk. When you get drunk, you are able to make melody, singing and making melody in your heart. You see that the, when people get drunk, they have their own rhythm. They have everything. They can sing with it. They are high on something. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that instead of having wine, rather be filled with the Spirit. Because when you are also filled with the Spirit, it doesn't have any negative effect. It will cause you to speak to yourself in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. You begin to sing in tongues. Marco Santara. You will be singing in tongues. And making melody in your heart to the Lord. Then the verse number 20 says, give him. That is where I'm coming to. Before even you add the thanks. Before you add giving thanks. The first word is giving. There is no one who gets drunk. When somebody gets drunk, he's giving. He's very generous. You ask for one, uh, 10 rand, so, take 10, take take it, take it. You are owing somebody who is drunk, he said, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> A drunk person is giving, they give specially. Amen. Look, when people are drunk, they don't retain sense, they are forgiven. You know, anytime somebody is drunk, they're giving, forgiving, giving giving of thanks. Everything becomes, giving becomes part of their lives. So the effects of the Holy Spirit. If you see that you cannot give, it means the sign that you have the Holy Spirit, your ability to give. I said the sign that you have, you are anointed. The effect of the Holy Spirit on your life is your ability to give, your ability to forgive, the ability to give thanks. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be giving thanks to God. Oh, Lord, I thank you. you. Every time you are giving thanks, you are forgiving people, you are giving to people. It is the effect of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You don't give, not because you don't have money. The reason why you don't give is not because you are poor. The reason why you don't give is because you are not anointed. The reason why you don't give is the Holy Spirit has no effect on you. The poor person gets drunk and he gives all his money. When you are drunk, huh, drunkiness doesn't know that you are poor. When you are drunk, it doesn't... I mean, you don't even remember that the money has a purpose. When you are drunk, you don't don't calculate the things that people have done to you. You just forgive the people. You just give whatever. Oh, take it. Take it. I say take it. Even I don't want to see it. They are talking. It's the influence. The influence. Somebody does something very bad. Because he's drunk, so don't worry. It's not a problem, my friend. We are friends, okay? <laughs> he will rather begin to apologize. When you are not anointed, the presence of the Holy Spirit on you will let you forgive people who have done something against you. Will let you give thanks. You thank God for your father. You thank God for. Everything you have in your life, you begin to thank God for many things. The effect of the Holy Spirit you cannot give thanks, you, I mean, your thanksgiving prayer is very short. It's because the Holy Spirit you know, the Holy Spirit causes you to be grateful, causes you to notice things that you would otherwise not notice. The Holy Spirit causes you to be very thankful, giving thanks. Giving thanks. You begin to give. Hallelujah. Yeah. You begin to thank God for giving you life. You begin to thank God for giving you parents. You begin to thank God for giving you employment. You begin to thank God for keeping you in COVID season. You begin, you will thank God for everything. You begin, you begin to count, you begin to number the different things. When you are influenced, when you are anointed, when the Holy Spirit has effect on you, you will always be thanking God. You will always be thanking God. Whether you are going out or you are coming, you say, Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for another day. Thank you for my friends. You are always thankful. Amen. I'm telling you. People who don't appreciate things that God has done for them. It's not because what God has done is not much. It's because they are filled with evil spirits. People who are not thankful... I'm telling you, the easiest way to have demons is to stop saying thank you. The easiest way to have demons is to be critical. If you don't say thank you, if you are not thankful, you are not grateful, I'm telling you, the sure way, something else will take the place. But when you have the Holy Spirit influencing your life, you begin to give thanks. Hallelujah. You begin. That's why those who are filled with the Holy Spirit said, in all things, in all things, not for some things, in all things, give thanks to God. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning your life. In all things. Hallelujah. In all things. Then you come to James and say, count it all joy when you fall. Not when you are about to fall. When you fall into diverse temptations. There's the uh, 518. In everything, give thanks. In it. Not when you are come out of it. In. You are in the problem and you are giving thanks. Bible says Jonah was in the the, uh, belly of the fish. But he was able to give thanks. He was able to give thanks in the belly of the fish. And Bible said God commanded the fish to vomit him into his destination. Thanksgiving will solve all the problems. I said Thanksgiving will solve all the problem. You see? So maybe you don't know how you can be anointed. You don't know how you can be influenced. Say I have been praying for the anointing it's not coming. I'm showing you another key. Begin to give thanks. Begin to every time. Give, give thanks to God for even the person sitting by you. Give thanks to God for what you are wearing. Thank God for your parents. Thank God for your mother. Thank God for your teacher. Thank God. Have a reason. Just be thankful. You will be surprised that will be filled with the Spirit. I say you will be surprised that the Holy Spirit will come over you. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. Gratitude. So when you are not thankful and you are not appreciated, it moves away from you. So if you don't know how you can have the Holy Spirit, have an attitude, have a disposition of being grateful and thankful and thanking God for everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will. Mm? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything. Some of us, as we are sitting here, the things that you are going through, how can you even give thanks? But I'm telling you, if you are able to count all the, I mean, seemingly bad things, bizarre, free things that are happening in your, in your life, and say, Lord, thank you. You'll be, you'll be surprised how it will be lifted. Yeah. You'll be surprised how it will be lifted. You will not even uh, understand it. Are you there? Then he comes to James and he said, count it all joy, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall. Not when you are about to fall. When you have fallen into diverse temptations. Time. Thank- it's like there shouldn't be anything that you are complaining about. This is what the Israelites did. And the Bible says God killed 23,000 in the wilderness. They murmured. They complained. When there was no water, they would complain. When there was not, they would complain. It's not like if there's nothing God is not going to do, God will do it. But before before God we even have the opportunity to do, they've started... Memory, they started complaining. Hey, Moses. Hey, Mo. <laughs> Mo, I, I, I used to be fine in Egypt. Why did you bring me here? They complain. And Bible says that at a point, God said to Moses, you know what? Let me kill all these people. These people are ungrateful. Let me kill all of them. And I will raise a new People out of you, and Moses said to the Lord, "If you do this, people will say that you couldn't bring the people out of Egypt into the promised land. You you kill them. So don't." The God said, "Okay, it's also a good advice. May you may you be somebody who can advise God, (laughs) because demons can fill people to complain. God has worked miracles." miracles. He has even killed children and different people giving them favor. They've come out of uh, uh, slavery. They were millionaires, gold and silver, jewel. I mean, they had everything they wanted. But when something small happened, they will begin to complain. They will begin to murmur. They will begin. And it's a sure way to have God against you if you are somebody who is always complaining. You who is always, I mean, ungrateful. Because when the Holy Spirit comes over your life, the effect of the Holy Spirit is that you begin to give thanks. You begin to thank God. Hallelujah. Yeah, you begin to be thankful. You begin to be grateful. Bible says, count it all joy. You even count it joy. When you fall into diversity. you wouldn't have any occasion to complain. Hallelujah. Yeah, like somebody, God has blessed you. When you get your uh, uh, salary, instead of thanking God, he say, hey, I don't have a red shoe. Hey, you have, you, you have a fit. It's the shoe that you don't have. Somebody don't even have the. You've got your uh, salary. Instead of thanking God with the tight, I'm him. You say that I need something to match. You want to buy a, a Brazilian a week. New one that has come. So when you pay your tithe, it will not be up to you. How many are going to be thankful? Yeah, if you, you want to have the Holy Spirit, always be thankful. Have a reason to be thankful. And I'm always saying that that is why the, prayer is actually thanking God. Prayer is thanking God. Look at Jesus when he had only, uh, uh, what do you call it, two loaves, uh, five loaves and two fish. Now bible said he thanked God. Even the owner of Philip and they said, what is this little among so many? What is this little uh, bread and fish among so many, 5,000 people? It's too small. But Bible said when he gave thanks, Let him multiply. Look at when he even came to raise Lazarus. What did Jesus do? He gave thanks. He gave thanks. You see, um, that's what I'm saying. If you are not thankful, the Holy Spirit is far from you. The power, the big power of God to raise the dead comes around when you give thanks. Somebody is dead. And he started I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you that somebody is dead. How can you thank God for? But that is all Jesus They said, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Had only a few loaves of bread and fish among so many. He said, Lord, thank you. And it changes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even John 17 began to say, Lord, thank you that these things are hidden from. He began to thank God every time he's thanking God. Amen. So may we be thankful. I'm talking about the effects. The effect of the Holy Spirit is to give. Give thanks. To forgive and to appreciate and to be somebody who is grateful. Hallelujah. How many want to be grateful to God for what he has done for us? Oh, I am grateful for my life. I am grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for the church. I'm grateful for our father. I'm grateful for everyone in my life. I'm grateful for all the things I've been through, the good, the bad. I thank God for it. Every one of it. Bible says, all things work together. All together. Everything. In fact, in Jeremiah, he asked the people, he said, am I a God when I am near? am not a God when I am far. That's what God asks. That will you only say thank you to somebody when He has given you food and the food is in your mouth? So thank you. But when there's no food in your mouth, will you also be able to say thank you? He asks them, Am I a God? Am I a God? Only when I am near. When I am far. Can't I be far? When I move away from you, do I cease to be God? Are you here? This morning we want to say, Lord, we are grateful. May the effect of the Holy Spirit, giving thanks always for all things unto God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So take out your offering, take out your tithe. We are saying thank you. And this morning especially, I want you to do something you have not done before. Your tithe is a fixed amount. It's 10% of whatever God has given you. But your offering, your offering, I want you to either double it. Double. Double the offering. Make the offering double. Increase it. Do something you have not done. You you just want to be extra thankful. You want to say thank you, thank you, Lord. So take your first offering and add another something to it. Top it up, and your tithes. I'm also trying to do my transfer here. Hallelujah, and take your tithes on your phone on your iPad. Whatever you are giving with. If you also have the physical cashier, lift your hands with it. Take it from your wallet, from your purse. If you save your money in your socks, tell your brother, hold your nose. I'm reaching out. Go straight into your socks. Take whatever you, you have. Hey, there And let us pray together. Please don't forget to use your cell number and your first name. As the reference, and some people will get to you. They will send you the covenant blessing. The covenant blessing, and your life will not be the same. Amen. Are you ready? Okay, lift your offering, your first offering, and the tithe. Lift it high on your phone, on your iPad, your computer. Those who are looking at me watching on the internet, if you are also listening, by the podcast our account number don't don't say you are far I'm coming to mention the account number to you our account number is 62188282687 uh, so 62188282687 is it easy this is for those who are listening to the podcast. And the bank is FNB, FNB. okay. Yeah, and the account number, the account name is LCI Lighthouse Out Chapel International, Cape Town. And the account number is 6218 82 82 what? 687. Okay, good. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are thankful. We are grateful for all you have done for us. We can't thank you enough. This is a token to say how much we love you. Lord, in our hands is our tithes, is our offering, is the tent of all you have given us according to your word. Lord, we have come to honor you. This is the first and the best. Let the windows of heaven be open over our lives. Bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Lord, rebuke the devourer for our sake. Let it be well with us. Lord, and as we give our offering, let your word be fulfilled. How you said you will cause men to give back unto us, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Shall we stand to our feet? Those who are at home, also stand to your feet at this time. My God, my God, what a privilege. And we are grateful this morning because we love Holy Spirit and we understand that the anointing follows Thanksgiving and it follows gratitude. With Jesus' joy, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, help me to welcome our pastor. Bishop Napoleon Etienne Hallelujah! Lift your hands for prayer. Father, we thank you. We bless you. What an honor. What a privilege. What a blessing for us to be in your presence. Lord, we don't take it for granted. We are grateful for your mercies. And we are grateful for the opportunity to see another day. Lord, we know we are around because you've not finished with us. Thank you for the opportunity to make it right with you. Thank you for the opportunity we have to do what we did not do right. And to correct our mistakes. Oh, yes. Lord, we thank you for the privilege we have to see one more day. Thank you. Thank you. That in your mercy you give us what it takes to love you, to serve you, to work for you. All the days of our lives. Lord, if you can use anything, please use us. You were able to use a donkey. And the other day you said, Even you can call stones to give worship and to give praises. Lord, we are better than stones. We are better than a donkey. Lord, if you can use anything, let our lives count. Use us for your glory, Lord. May people be in heaven because of us. Use our voice. Use our hands. Use our legs. Use our lives. Use our days. May we spend and be spent for you. That when all is said and done, we will also hear good and faithful servants enter into the joy of thy Lord. Lord, it is our prayer that when all is done, we will not miss out in heaven. That, Lord, when all is done, when this life is over, may we see you face to face. For you said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare you a place and when you are done, you will come and take us so that where you are, we will be also. Father, we look up to you. We look up to you, Lord. We look up to you. Help us. Let us stand before you. Let your anointing rest on us. Let your grace rest on us. Help us not to deviate. Help us and deliver us from ourselves. Lord, when we even want to do good, sometimes ourselves get in our paths. Lord, may we not be self-centered, but may we be selfless, serving you and doing your will. Until the very end, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Holy Spirit of God. We need you more than ever before. Grant us understanding hearts and let your will unfold in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, uh, last week was Father's Day, is that not it? Yeah, so we had to take a detour and speak about true sons, but uh. A week before that, we spoke about what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Is that notice? So I'm continuing. What it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Hallelujah. It's very important to understand that even the earthly companies, you know, there is no, let's think carefully. There is no company that runs adverts and recruit people and interview them. They run adverts, they call people in, they do interview and give them letters of appointment, okay and uh, give you your conditions of service. Your pay kits, the remuneration. You know all that you are going to receive, your leave days and all that, the free benefit. They give you all that before you start work. Is that not what happens? Yeah. There's no company that advertise a place or conduct interview, do shortlisting, give you appointment letter, and does not have a work for you. Even earthly human beings who are not as good as God Because the Bible says we, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto our children. So God is far better than us. Are you here? Yeah. So you need to understand that even your salvation is not a mistake. It is not today that God is setting down, planning what to use you for. God had an agenda. He had a reason for creating you. That is why in Ephesians, the Bible says, In Ephesians chapter uh, 2, from verse 8 to 10, the Bible says that we are created, the verse number 10, it says, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before has ordained, that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. (laughs) That we are created in Christ Jesus. So God has created us in Christ Jesus unto good works. So when you are born again, whether you like it or not, there is a good work that God wants to work in them. Hallelujah. Yeah, Another translation it says that we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. So you cannot be a, 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 a mistake. You are not a, a disappointed person. No matter the circumstance you see yourself, God has a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And God brought you here for a purpose. There's a reason why God has brought you here. So in the early companies, when they run adverts and they do uh, the shortlisting, they conduct the interview, one of the things they do is that they are trying to sort out the people who will fit into the company. Do you understand? They know their organizational behavior, their, I mean, how the company uh, is positioned so they are trying to interview people who are likely to align with what the company ha- is set up to do. The fact that you have an accounting degree does not mean that you fit into this speci- specific company. The fact that you have uh, what, what do you have? You have a degree in engineering does not mean that this engineering company will fit into it. Are, are you there? So you, look, so you need to ask yourself, why is it that 10 people, they all have the same qualification, they have fairly good experience, they've done whatever uh, they are asking for. So why do they get to take something that 10 people, they, will, they need 10 people, but they will take five and run another advert to look for. The other five should go. It's like you don't, I mean, you have the certificate all right by your disposition. The way your mind works, you will bring problem into this company. (laughs) not Not that you are not educated. Not that you don't have a certificate. But the company has certain things they are looking for. Organizational culture. Okay? Yeah, organizational behavior. Change management. There are things that they are looking for. And the way they look at how you conducted even yourself at the interview, they say, no, this person will bring program into our office. We need somebody. So the place is not full, but they will advertise again until they get the right kind of people. And whether you are a professor or you are, what do you call it? Uh, Emeritus. When you are employed, one of the things they do is that They organize orientation. They will will teach you your job, what you are going to do. They will introduce you to, to, you may be the one bringing the change, but somebody will introduce you to your work. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, so when we talk about what it means to catch, okay, the spirit of the ministry, it's not that you are not a good person. It's not that you cannot win a soul. It's not that you cannot pray. It's not that you cannot read your Bible or you cannot preach. You can do all that. But the way we do things here, if you don't catch the spirit of the ministry, your help will destroy what you are doing. Hello? Are you here? You mean very well. You want to help, but your help can be destructive. Not not because you're a bad person, but because you have not adapted to the culture of where you are. Hallelujah. So it is very important. It is very important. That is why when companies grow, when businesses are doing well, they always miss something. Because when the owners were the ones who were taking care of everything, they had a personal touch. When you go there, they will speak to you nicely. But as the company grows and they begin to take the backstage stage and people, people sometimes don't do for their client what the owners would have done. How many understand what I'm talking about? So look, they grow. That's, that, that is the reason why sometimes company grows to a point then it collapse. Because your desire to grow will will cause you to work with so many people. Do you understand? But the people you are going to work, it's your responsibility to make sure that they understand what you are doing. And that they are going to do it the way you want them to do it. Hello? Are you here? Even the business you want to embark on or... Even your home, you want somebody to come and help you, a house help to come and help you, he may know how to see, he may know how to mob, but you need to let the person know how you want things to be done, not how she knows how to do things. And this is where the problem begins. So the recruiting, like as a church, we are going to have to, everyone over here, you will have to be able to help somebody to go to heaven. That is one of the uh, things that we do as a church. Are you here? Yeah. So as a church, in our church, we believe that every single member can be a minister. Not, not just, I mean, something, but we mean it that if you allow yourself, you give yourself some time, you begin to preach. We don't have special kind of people that preaches. Everyone is a preacher in the making. Can you believe, my sister, that you are a preacher in the making? Yeah, one day you see that you are not sitting where you are. You'll be the one standing before people. That is what you, we believe, that every person can be a preacher. Amen. Everybody can be a minister. Hallelujah. But what is it that will cause us not to lose the way we do things? You go to some churches, there's no dancing stars, there are no puppet stars. Okay, there's not a singing star. Every church has the way they go about their things. In fact, some churches they start with praises before the worship. Every church is a little different. Hallelujah. So, when you, especially when you have been even to some churches before you join this church, you need to allow yourself to unlearn certain things and relearn certain things. Am I, am I preaching to anyone? If you don't allow yourself to unlearn certain things and relearn certain things, you will not fit into the church. You will have your own, me, I want things to be done this way. The way you have seen it done is not wrong. But over here, this is also how we have found to do things. Are you here? Yeah. And also, it is said that to burn a grown tree, you break it. So when a tree is overgrown and you want to burn it, you break it. But if it's a fresh tree, do you understand? Yeah. There are people that cannot become even pastors in our church, unless they are ready to unlearn. There are three people that we don't need. They cannot come. Like somebody who has gone to a Bible school from someplace and is looking for employment. So he comes, the pastor, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Bible school graduate. Whatever Bible school you went to, we don't know. But you bring the certificate. We don't do in our church in our church, you know, ministry is done with sons and daughters. That is why when Jesus Christ, who was God, when He came to do ministry, He came as a son, so that He can receive from His Father. So when you don't have a father, you cannot be in the ministry. Ministry is done. God, He said that He taught it not robbery to be equal with God. In Ephesians chapter, uh, Philippians chapter two. Yeah, Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hmm? Look at it. Yeah, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of what? God. He was in the form of God. He taught it not robbery to be equal with God. So, Jesus Christ could have come on earth. Because the Bible says in 1 John 5, 7. That there are three. Only three people bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So he is one with God. So he could have come here as God. He could have come here and say, No, God is in heaven. I'm also God over here. But he came as a son. He came to show us how ministry is done. Ministry is done with a father. A father with his sons. Amen. That's why you cannot go to a home. Can I tell you something? You cannot go to a home and see the children totoing against their father and their mother. Have you seen children totoing before? Hey, 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 We want rice. We want rice. We want rice. We want. No, children don't toto. But if you are a boss, employees will toto against you. Are you here? So that is how our church is. So I, I am a son of Bishop that heard most. I was brought up. Yeah, some of us, when we were even being brought up, we were working, so we did not have the opportunity to be in the Bible school. So he taught us. We have something called IPTP. Informal Pastoral Training Program. IPTP. So you go to work. When you finish, you go and he will be teaching you. We can you can start in the evening. You can teach. Tuesday we go to service. Service may end at ten or nine. Then the meeting will start twelve midnight have to let's say four a.m. Like that uh, for many years. And you 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 cannot ask would the meeting come on? <laughs> hey! If the meeting will not come on, you will be told. Once they have not said, it means that it will come on. You're preaching. Am, am, I, am I preaching? I'm talking about what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Amen. Yeah. I mean, you cannot be a lighthouse member and become a pastor. And when they close church, twelve thirty, then whew, you are like a sprinter doesn't work like that. Our church is a family. In fact, the church is nicer after 1230. When people are gone. Do do you understand? That is where the family members meet. That is where we talk about our problems. That is where, just like Jesus, after he has preached and the ordinary people are gone, the disciples will come and say, Master, you were preaching. What were you saying? the story where, who was that? Then he will begin to explain story behind the story. Hallelujah. So Jesus came as a son. So if you are not a daughter, you don't become a son. You don't receive the father that God has given you. You are far from becoming a minister in a place. So like me, as the senior resident pastor here, as the one in charge here, my duty is to ensure that I will not allow anybody who has not caught the spirit of the house or of the ministry to become a pastor. Yeah, that is what I'm looking for. You can be good, you can be preached, you can preach till nobody has legs. I mean, you can do wonders, but do you have the spirit of the ministry Amen. That, that, that is what is important. It's not so much about what you can even do. Are you a son? Are you a daughter? Amen. Amen. If you are not a son, you can totally. To you. If you are not a daughter, you can go on strike. Yeah. That is how come. That is how come the church is in over. Uh, uh, 94 countries, over 4,000 churches, as we are talking now. And we are set up to go to another 190 countries. And, I mean, we don't have problem at all, because we are sons and daughters with our father. Yeah, we believe in our father. Our father has sent us. There's, no, there's nothing like... Do you understand? But you see, that if you are having employees, how, you can't pay any employee... Every employee wants money. Every employee wants to be paid more. And that's why there's always a church split. There's always there's a confusion. and this. So become a son. Become a daughter. Hallelujah. And when you become a son and a daughter, the advantage is that the inheritance, the anointing, it flows from the father to sons and daughters. That's why some people are even in churches, they don't get anointed, they don't become, because they are not sons and daughters. Am I preaching? So it's very important uh, for us to go to the foundation scripture, uh, Numbers chapter I'm trying. Numbers chapter 11, verse number 16 and 17. If it's in your Bible. Let's go right there. Let's go right there. Numbers chapter 11, verse number 17. Are you there? Okay. Um, okay, start from 16, then it will be easier. So, and the Lord said unto Moses, gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, can you see it, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with thee, 17, and I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. Amen. Amen. Now, the Bible says that God is the father of all spirits. But when he wanted people to help, okay, he had called Moses to pastor, to bring millions of people from Egypt, from the world into the church until they get to heaven, or the uh, promised land, Canaan. And the work was so much like the work we need to do here. Look at, I mean, look at Melnarton, look at Denun, look at Parklands, look at Blobeck, look at the, the work that we need to do. Look at UCT, look, look at Aram, look at Mulberry, look at the places we need to go to, Atlantis, uh, Mamesbury, Cryfontein, different places that we need to go to. When will we get there? But... The work is so huge, so much, and Moses couldn't do it all alone. So God comes in and said, I'm I'm going to help you. Before this, Moses had complained and said, Lord, if this is how you are going to deal with me, then you may have to kill me, because the burden of the people is so much, and I cannot bear it alone. And God said, come. Now come into the tabernacle, come to church. And when you come to church, call for basential leaders. Are you getting it? People who want to do center, people who want to uh, help, and I'm going to take the spirit that is upon thee. Now, God is the father of all spirits. He is the one who anoint people. Why did God not give these 70 people a, a spirit of management or a spirit of leadership or any spirit to help? But he said, no, in order for you to help, the way that it will not be destructive. You need your mind to work like that of Moses. If these 70 have different ideas, if these 70 have different ways, you know, every person, they said every Korean have two ideas. So when 200 Koreans gather, there's 40 ideas. <laughs> Are you here? Yeah. So he says that, look, I don't want to frustrate you. It would be better even to be alone than to have people who don't agree with you. How many understand what I'm talking about? If you're a leader, you understand what I'm talking about. That is far better than you are alone, than to even have just three more people who don't agree, who have their, their different mind. You can never move forward. You'll be frustrated. When you make a move, they say, no, no, there's not that. And you need to understand that if we are four people and we need to decide, we will have four different ideas. And if you're a Korean, it will be more than that. <laughs> Times two. You get it. So a leader must have people who sees the way he sees and hear the way he hears. Hallelujah. So God says, he said, Come. Come, come down to me. So those of us who were not able to come last Tuesday and last uh, uh, Friday to stand in the tabernacle with me, <laughs> you, you, you did not do well. But there's another opportunity coming this Tuesday and all the Tuesdays and Fridays. There is a special anointing. God is taking the spirit that is upon our Father and is putting on all those who want to help. Hallelujah. Amen. So that your help will not be destructive. The act of recruiting people to help in what you are doing is what destroys. It's what destroys. That's why many companies, why do you think that we have a franchise? Many companies will want to open, I mean the, the, the founders, will want to open the same shops everywhere, but they cannot have they themselves doing it. So if they get somebody, they even need to train the person to understand the concepts. You need to paint the shop the same thing. You need to do things the same way. They will train you to do things the same way. Amen? Amen. Yeah, you cannot go to, uh, 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 what do you call it, KFC, and you have fold over. Okay. No, there's no fold over there. If you want fold you go to McDonald's. Is that not it? Yeah. There are things that you have in KFC you will not have in McDonald's. There are things that you have in uh, Burger King and it's not You get it. There are things that it's peculiar to specific people. Hallelujah. So if this is what you want, you get it over. You go here and you, you get it. So God said to Moses, bring these 70 people. I'm going to take the spirit, the anointing that is upon you, and I will put it on them, so that they will be able to bear the burden. Can you see the last portion? That they, that thou bear it not thyself alone. The 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 taking care of people, praying for people, counselling them, letting people do well in life. If it's one person, it's okay. But when they are, it's a burden, and that burden cannot be borne by one person. Are you here? One of the things you need to understand is that by the time we will be dying, if Jesus has not come, there will be more people, more sinners than we came to meet. So the best you can do to help yourself is to involve others, okay, to help win the lost. Because if you are going to win the whole loss all alone, when am I going to finish the whole of Parklands and go to uh, where? Go to Bethel and from there go to George and go to Strand. When are we going to do that? Your life is one. Even one place is that it's not easy. So the easiest and the fastest way is to let other people join in. Hallelujah. So that they can help to bear the burden, take care of the people who otherwise would have gone to hell. Can I hear a This, Amen. So it is very, very important that we catch the spirit of the ministry. I know many of us want to help. I know many of us want to do something to help. By your help, no matter how uh, uh, good your intentions are, Your help may not be good until you understand what we are trying to do. If I ask you to come and help me, if I ask somebody to come and help me, my sister, come and help me, yes. Come and help me take this, take this book. We are carrying them, my carriers. Now, she is helping me. But you see, it's about to fall. She's not even asked me where I'm taking the book. (laughs) I want to take the book to the other side. But look at where we are. (laughs) Do you understand? Because when she took the book, she came to say, I don't want it to fall. But eventually, it has fallen. Meanwhile, nobody, there are a lot of people who have not come. So she has done more than well. But her effort has not helped me to get to where I want to take the book. Because she has not got my mind. She has not asked me, where do I want to take the book? I'm talking about what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Now, from where the book is to where I want to take it, it's become longer. (laughs) By her help, it has become longer than it used to. But if I tell her, oh, please, I wanted the book to be at the first flower. Can you help me? Yes. Please then help me. Let, let go. Even she will say that, oh, do I need to help you? Or you can take it all alone? You can take it all alone. Okay. Now that she's gotten where I'm going, can, can you see that we are going? Yeah. She's caught the spirit of the ministry right here. Right here. Good. That's it. Wow, put your hands together for her. What's your name, my sister? Sabisa. You'll be anointed. Hallelujah. Once the person gets the spirit of the ministry, it's even easier. Even without my help, she could carry it. She may suffer, but she could carry it all alone. Once she's gotten the spirit of the ministry, once you get the spirit of the ministry, I'm telling you, no. When you come, you start to say, no, 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 we cannot do this. The, you, I mean, you, it, it, it's, a, it, it's an amazing thing. It's, amazing. it's an amazing thing. Hallelujah. And it is very important that, Lord, you know you, you want to help. But I'm saying there's a way to help, that you help, no matter how little it is. It will go so far. But if you don't get the spirit of the ministry, how things are done, the procedures, what we are trying to do. Hello? Bye. If you don't get what we are trying to do. You see, once our sister got to know what we are trying to do, it was easier. Even without me, she could do it. Hallelujah. Yeah. She could do it. So that is what it means. And the spirit of the ministry is embodied in eight things that I'm coming to talk about quickly. So, how do you catch the spirit of the ministry? Okay, we want practical things. So, I want to give you eight things that when you are able to catch, it means you have the spirit of the ministry. Amen. The first one is the vision of the house. What is the vision? So, like our sister came, you know, at a point I said we want to. What is the vision? What is my vision? The honest now, what is our church? What is the vision of the house? Do you have this book, the Mega Church? Is there? You can see it. What is the vision? What is the vision of our church? The vision of our church is simple: It's to win souls. Our vision is to win souls and to plant churches. We are church. That's why we have four thousand churches and still counting. Because we, are, we have set out to plant churches and to win souls and to take people with us to heaven. Hallelujah. So if you are here, whether you like it or not, you begin to see that you are going to be a soul winner. You begin to see that at all kind of churches, that every time, what, I mean, they preach a little bit. Before we know today, they are talking about winning souls. They talk about how you need to become a shepherd. How you can win a soul, how the, church, the work of God, that you need to be fruitful. It's like it doesn't go away. Every now and then, maximum three months, something will come in the message that will let you set up. It's like, hey, I need to win a soul. So, like, hey, this church, when you are in, you are not comfortable because they are always disturbing you with, is there anybody here who is here because you brought the person? But other churches, there's nothing like that. Some churches have a vision to preach prosperity. Yeah. Others have the vision to have dominion over the works of uh, the enemy. Others, are, others have the vision to do deliverance and to record demons who are speaking. Yeah. At, at the, there's no one vision that is right or wrong. It depends on Uh, the call that is upon the founder or the one that God called. Amen. Amen. But if you are part of our church, then you need to understand that it's important for you to catch the vision of the house. Amen. Amen. Bishop writing, it says, generally speaking, the vision of Lighthouse Chapel International is soul winning and church planting. Many pastors have a vision for soul winning Sorry, many pastors do not have a vision for sowing in. We have a strong vision for sowing in. If you are not oriented towards the harvest, you will, not, you will be a misfit in such a church. Okay? So if we have a passion and a vision for sowing in, then one of the common things that must be at, the, at uh, uh, the core of your heart is how to win a soul. Every member must be able to win a soul. When they call you, somebody is sick. Even in weddings, we we do altar calls. How many have come to weddings and we are praying for people? Yeah, because you can move from the wedding and the next time you see that you are dead. So even at wedding, when we finish preaching, we say that if you are not sure of your salvation, we'll pray with you. The salvation, the soul winning is not only when we come to church. We sit in a taxi with you, we'll talk to you there. We are in the train with you, we'll talk to you. At the office, we will make sure. At the school, we will make sure. Whatever it is, when we meet you, you must, what? You must preach Christ to everyone. Yeah, there's a song like that. In every song we sing, we must we must witness to everyone we meet. In every song we sing. Yes, use my key, use my key. Tell them of the soon and coming key. Yeah. Again. We, we must witness, witness to everyone, to everyone we, meet we meet in every song we sing. We sing. We, we must tell them off the soon. So, even when you come to our church, you notice that even the songs that we are singing has a purpose. We are not just singing to be happy. The song is even about what you can let me stand before you, Jesus. The first time I miss it, the second time I need to do something better. I want to be in the church, I want to be used by you. The song is even talking to you. Our songs are on point. We are not just singing. To make ourselves happy. We are saying that, Lord, give me one more chance. And this time I will do. The first time I didn't do well. But this time around, every song must have We are not just singing to make us. No, the song is also a preaching. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. We believe that every member can be a minister. Everyone is taught and motivated to save the lost and to be involved in practical ministry. We believe that professionals, students, housewives, managers, accountants, doctors, wherever you are working, you can do the work you are doing and still be used by God. You don't need to stop what you are doing in order to win souls. You can win souls as a driver. You can win souls as a mason, a bricklayer. As you are laying the bricks, the laborers say, Are you born again? <laughs> as you lay the blocks, Are you born again? Let me tell you something. Say after me, Lord Jesus. If you are here, you don't know how to lead somebody to receive Jesus Christ. Hey, then 80% of your life is finished get the messages and always get to the back. Every day we say it. Every there, There's not a Sunday or weekday that we wouldn't say it. Every day we do altar call because our aim, our vision is so winning. So how can I preach and end a service and I have not done an altar call for people to be born again to go to heaven? How can people come or we, we, we preach, we do everything, and we are not sure whether there are people who are going to go to hell. How can we feed people with uh, 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 soup, chicken, eh? chicken soup? Yeah, whatever soup it is. Then we don't tell them about uh, salvation. We cannot. Whatever we are doing, amen, whatever we are doing, salvation. People getting born again. People not going to hell is at the forefront. That's our vision. When we see people, the first thing that must occur to you is not are they clients, are they passengers, are they what? No, the first thing is that this person is a soul. Is he so saved? If Jesus should come this afternoon, where would this person be? That must be the first thing that must occur to you. Not what can I get from this person? What can I do for this person? Can I help this person to go to heaven? Can this person end up in heaven? When somebody calls you, my auntie is sick, can you pray for the person? The first thing is to lead the person to receive Christ. The first thing, before you pray for the healing. The first thing, hallelujah. That is our vision. There is no ambiguity about it. We are not trying to know. All we want is that many people, more people, every one of us here will help in saving the lost. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. He lived just to die for me and you to be saved. So we cannot. That's the vision God has given us as a church. That our vision is that everybody should help somebody. So through the dancing, you get happy, but before you notice, you are getting born again. Are you here? What was the song that the choir was singing? You can say that it's it's about soul winning. Give yourself holy. Give thyself holy. Yeah, to purity. If you want to pray, everything is about soul winning. If you watch carefully, notice everything you are doing is to help somebody to go to heaven. Can I have your loudest Amen. amen? Are you catching the vision of the house? Yeah. Some churches believe in dominion and all that. And if you have been around, you notice that if you think you know a prophet, let's compare notes. I'm more of a prophet, a major prophet. Yeah. I can tell you, I can, I can tell you what is going to happen to you in three days' time. You'll be surprised. Yeah. I can call you and give you a word of knowledge. Tell you where you were yesterday. <laughs> But, but the difference, the difference is that most of the people, even when I see about them, I don't let them become afraid. If you are a pastor, you don't frighten people. You don't frighten people what we are, you, have, you, you have seen. Yeah. And if you are a pastor, a proper pastor, you don't disgrace somebody just to feel good. You just call the person, you disgrace the person. You, you don't know what you are about. That's why you just want to feel good. Then you just say the thing. The person that you are talking about, it, it. but when you are a pastor and you want the person to go to heaven, don't be offended. That the person, you notice that, hey, you need that soul. But when you, you are not a good pastor, you just want to feel powerful. Yeah, I have word of knowledge. But listen to me. You will come to say like I'm saying that if you align yourself, you will not even struggle to hear from God. Yeah, there is, it is not a special thing to hear your mother tongue. If God is your father, God speaking to you is not a special thing. You just have to align. I say you just have to align. Adam spoke to God. And he walked with me and he talked with me. And he called me, I am his own. That is the song Adam sang with God. Adam taught God the names of all the animals. And we don't call Adam even a prophet. Have you, heard, have you read in the Bible, Adam was a prophet? He was a son of God. Your ability to talk, to go hear from God and communicate is something. How can you be a pastor, a child of God? And you cannot hear from God. just align yourself to be a soul winner. Philip. How did Philip hear? God told him, go and join yourself to Ethiopian. If you want to win souls, God will show you faces of people you you need to pray for. You want visions? Be a soul winner. God is not a photographer displaying uh, pictures. When he show you something, there's something you need to do about. But people just want visions to make themselves happy. There are visions waiting there for you visions, if only you will not be lazy. Because you have vision, it will show you places to pray. It will show you people you don't know. Sometimes it show you a place, somebody, God's daughter, who is pregnant, going to labor, something is happening. You don't even know the person. It just show you, rise up and pray for this person. If you really want vision, then be ready to pray. Then be ready. Because there's a lot of God's people that need prayers. God can show you your village. Say, rise up and intercede for them. Lazy girl, you can't even pray for your own family. You can your family is, is scattered. Your brothers are on alcohol, some of them are on drugs. Meanwhile, I say you have the power to intercede for them. You want vision? Use your sight. If you use your sight, there are a lot of people you need to pray for even in your family. You don't need a vision. Why do you need a vision at this time? I'm talking about soul winning. Is there no soul around you who is not saved? Do you need God to show you a vision of the person who is by you who is not saved? Anybody who is not saved is a vision I'm giving you. When you see somebody, use your sight. How can you depend on a vision that does not last for even five minutes and you have your sight for 24-7? Which one will you choose? You want to be blind so that God will give you visions once a while or you want to use your sight? Look at the sight, the miracle. I mean, when you see something, sight is a miracle. You do not I'm telling you? If you need a vision, special vision, God will give you. But depend on your sight. Look, you can see blood. You can. I'm telling. There's nothing as wonderful as your sight. Believe what I'm telling you. The people you see around. Believe it. When they are not born again, God wants you to talk to them. God wants everyone. You don't need any special uh, uh, permission to save a soul. You don't need. Can I say that again? Yeah. You don't need any, any like somebody say, I don't know whether I am called. You don't need any special uh, calling again. You are already called. You rather need special calling, special message from God, not to win a soul. God, you, do you understand? It's so obvious that if you don't do it, you need God to rather say that, don't win a soul. Sit down. Sit down. You cannot do Eight billion people. that Christ has come to die. You need another permission before you, you win one. No. He has already given you the permission. He has already given. And as you are doing, if he wants you to do something, it's okay. Do this. Are you coming along? Yeah. You are a soul winner from today. Yeah. May the vision of the house be your vision. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, the Amen. Hey I'm in trouble. I tell you. When I watch the time where I am, I'm number one. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hey. Number two. <laughs> number two is the principles of the house. What is the principle of our church? The principles are that of the word of God. If it's not in the Bible, it's not good enough. Hallelujah. We do what the Bible says. Our principles are what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Every principle that we have must be founded on the foundation of the Bible. It is our principle to reject anything that is not found in the Bible. Are you there? Yeah. We have also a principle of loyalty. People who break these principles cannot fit into our church. If you have, I mean, you are number one dribbler, number one sinner, number one, number one sinner in the world. You don't pray, you don't read, you don't, and you are, you are seeing visions. What, what, where is this in the Bible? Maybe you are becoming a sangoma. You need to find out. Because San Gomez also have visions, and they have dreams. So as you are living a, a, a life like this, and spirits are talking to you, don't be happy. Don't think that it's the spirit of God. It may be other spirits. Are you there? So our principles are our principles? When it's not in the Bible, we will reject it. If it's in the Bible, we will do it. Are you there? And how do we do that? How do we do that? In Isaiah chapter twenty-eight, verse number thirteen. Look, look at look at it. Isaiah twenty-eight, thirteen. Can we read it together? One go. It said, but was unto them. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little. Amen. So why is it let me show you something quickly in Mark chapter 7 verse 23. Look at Mark 7:23. How Jesus healed somebody. Okay. Oh okay. let's read it. It said, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. Okay, continue. Okay, then he rose from thence. He arose and went. Okay. Uh, I, I, I will check it in. I, I, I wanted to show you a miracle that Jesus did. When, is it uh, Matthew? or oh, it's Mark. He prayed for uh, deaf and dumb person. But he spat into his mouth. He put his (laughs) hands in his ears and he spat into the mouth. And the guy began to speak. So why don't we do it in church? Somebody get that scripture for, for me. You will notice you will notice that yeah even though it's a doctrine, it's something that Jesus did. But from the scripture that we read, you did not see Jesus spitting into people's mouth everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. He went to Capernaum. he spat into somebody's mouth. In Galilee. No, we did not read that in the Bible. It may have happened once. Are you getting it? So for something to be a principle or a doctrine, it must be, he said, It is given what? Precept upon precept. It means that it has been done before, not also by one person. Different precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon. Come again. Mark 823. Okay. Is it there? Eight. Put it there. Okay. Now, this one also will do. The 733 uh, Bible says, and he took him aside. He took this guy aside mm-hmm. from the multitude, and he put his fingers into his ears, and he spits and touched his tongue. It's in the Bible. Have you read it? 34. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, that is, be opened. And straightway, his ears were opened and the string of his tongue were loose and he speak plainly. That's how Jesus healed the one deaf uh, and dumb. But the reason why we don't go out, but I'm telling you something. The reason I, why we don't go around spitting into people's mouth to heal them, is that we don't see Jesus doing it everywhere. There's no precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little. There a little. If we are going to practice something, you must see that uh, uh, Moses did some. Uh, Elijah has done it. Then John did. Jesus had Different people. Are you getting it? Then it becomes... You see, the reason we anoint with oil, Moses anointed with oil, Samuel anointed with oil, Jesus, oil has been used all over. So we can also hear a little, not even by one person. Amen. Yeah. Why we read the Bible in, the, in church? Jesus read the Bible in church. The day he took the Bible, he said, This day. Is this scripture fulfilling? Yes, he read the Bible before he preached. That's why we also read the Bible before we preach. Amen. Why do we come to church? The Bible says, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue. As his custom, every Sunday, he was going to church. Why do we take offerings? I'm preaching because of time. I'm saying all the things. We mentioned the titles that we are gone. Why do we take offerings too? Why do we take offerings? You remember, sometime we'll be calling the number 10,000. You want to give 10,000? How did Jesus see the widow's might? When you read Luke 21, you notice that Jesus was standing. He was calling the amount. When he got to might, only a widow came was calling the amount. 1,000 rand. Those who want to give 1,000 rand, come. Those who want to give 500, come. Those who want to give 100, come. said, okay, now it's one rand. A mite. Boosters, come. Then instead of seeing children, he saw a widow. Come with a mite. Then he spoke about it. The widow's mite. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in two mites. So where was he? He saw that he was holding the basket. That's why sometimes we hold the basket over here. Come and put it in the widow's mites. Because it's in the Bible. Amen. Why do we pay tight? You read it in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Jesus spoke about it. Jacob spoke about it. Abraham even gave tithe. He, he, there a little, here a little. We, unless it is in the Bible, we will not do it. Can I hear a lot of this? Amen. Amen. Am I preaching to anyone? Preaching. So, the principles of the house is the, that of the word. Number three is the philosophy of the house. Now, when we say philosophy, it means how our mind works or how we think. Oh, is that not how philosophy is? Yeah, it's the trend of thinking. How do we think? As a church, our, we think in a certain way. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So by the time you get the philosophy of the church, you notice that you, you are thinking like how the church thinks. Amen. As a church, we think that church buildings are our mind works this way that church buildings are important to make church permanent that's important to have a church building for your members than to drive the best car yeah even if you don't have a car build a church for your members do you know how many uh, nice cars can this church buy or even the plot here look at the car I'm using But you, you can also go around, you see that people are meeting in tents. But when you see the when you see the car, you know, you see that yeah, it's a man of God. <laughs> That's the general t- thinking that I asked for a pastor. You need to drive range over. You need to, you are M O G man of God. Yeah, you can put your name on the normal plates. To us, our mind is that we have not succeeded if we don't meet in our own church building. Amen. Amen. Yeah, our scripture is that bears of the he- air have nests, forces have hosts, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Unless the church has somewhere to meet, we have not finished. So as we are sitting here, we have our own church building in Kailicha and we have this one also we don't owe we don't owe anyone about this church that's why it still is in construction you can see that even we don't have so many things we, we are not worried at all as a lockdown came and we locked we were not being pushed by anyone i don't need to preach what i don't want to preach i don't have to preach about money every day to raise money from you what kind of how can i be Preaching because there's a rent that is coming. Every month there's a rent of 80,000. Then you need to begin to look for scriptures that don't say anything about money to preach for people to give you money. Now you are taking, collecting people's phones and selling people's property to pay rent. I mean, we don't believe in that. We don't believe in borrowing. That's how our mind works. That's how our mind works. That, look, take your time our mind works that people get impressed when you are not trying to impress them. Wow. Wow. Can I say that again? Say it again? Don't try to impress anyone. That is how people become impressed with you. Wow. Don't go and buy a dress on account just so that somebody say, will say, wow. wow. That wow is too expensive. <laughs> that wow is too expensive. 2,000 wow is too expensive. Five thousand shoes, is too expensive, and you have opened an account for it. Now the person has said, "Wow, it's already," and we are going. The shoe did crack, and the heel has come off. Your two thousand that. that that our mind works in a certain way. Amen. Now look, you don't have it. Just do what wear your uniform, black and white. So you have it, hallelujah, yeah. We, if you see us, genuine prosperity. Genuine, genuine. We believe in the normal line. Somebody say normal line. If you've been to school, you've done much, You know normal line. Every normal line, the negative is on the left, zero is in the middle, and positive is on the right. We believe that zero is bigger. Than 10,000. So if I don't have anybody, I don't have, I have zero and I'm not plus zero is zero. Zero is the middle. I don't have anything, but I don't owe 10,000. I am richer. I am richer than your nice car, but you are owing 20,000. That is how our mind works. That when we plot your situation on the number line, you have a car, you have a house. You have all the distance, but the normal line, your account is on negative 50,000. The things you have are nice. But me, I don't have all these nice things, but I'm in zero. I am richer than you. Unless you don't believe in the normal line. We can plot your situation on the number. You see that we are richer. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you don't have anything, but you don't owe. You have to be driving a car that you can't afford. When you are buying fuel into the car, it's as though they are removing, uh, uh, they are doing tooth extraction without anesthesia. It's like they are pulling. That's why you cannot give anybody lift. You take your members, you, you are collecting fuel money from them. Where did you learn that? Where did you learn that? It's not our philosophy. In this church, When we started this church, ask those who have been here, I was the only one with a car. Yeah. I was the only one with a car, and my car did not have reverse. The reverse were the church members. They need to push me to go on reverse. Yeah, if I'm going, yeah. Yeah. The car was called Old and Faithful. Yeah, old. Old car, but very faithful. We will not leave you anywhere. It never gets bought. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Not that we couldn't buy a car. I could, but I would rather use that money. If I, I bought a car on account, I could be paying maybe 4000 But I rather was spending almost five to 6000 every month picking souls. Souls were more important to me. People getting born again and going to heaven was more important to me than having nobody in the church and driving a, a breathing car. Some of the car when you see, see, see it is breathing. That is how our mind works. Are you here? Yeah. We believe our mind works that educated people can do the ministry. We believe that church burden will bring stability and permanence into the church. Are you there? Yeah. We believe in frugality. Not leaving your soap in water. Not leaving the lights on. We believe in frugality. Yeah. The opposite of frugality is prodigality. Yeah. You know, when I was young, I thought that prodigal means somebody who leaves home and come back. <laughs> because I read about the prodigal son. Prodigal means wasteful. Wow. Yeah. We believe in not wasting. Because Jesus, when he fed the 10,000, he asked them, he said, gather the crumbs. Gather. Jesus, after 10,000 people have eaten, I thought, he said, gather the crumbs so that nothing will be wasted. Oh. See, people think that we are so rich But they don't know that we believe in the coins, in frugality. We believe in frugality. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hey. Are you here? Okay. The next thing that you need to catch is the standards of the house. In our church, we expect people to be faithful to their marriage partners, that is the standard. We expect ministers to lead honest lives and to have financial and moral integrity. We don't believe that... You can become a pastor when we see you borrowing. I mean, you are always borrowing money from your members. You're always making yourself poor so that you will be tipped. It's like you, the shepherd, you come Hey! Yeah. Even today, I have no eating. Hey! then the member will have to look for something for you. No, we don't believe in that. We believe in, in, in moral and financial integrity. Amen. That is why we don't allow people to go about begging people, asking people for money every now and then. If you want to be a blessing to a pastor, don't come and put the money. Where, where, where is the money? Don't come with a money in your hand. It's like you're coming to tip the pastor. Actually, Charlie Pentecostal handshake. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You want to bless your shepherd? You want to bless your shepherd? What you need to do, take an envelope, put the money in it, write the name, thank you, whatever. Then it's, it's more, it's more, uh, uh, what do you call respectful and honoring we believe in amen. Because your pastor is not a poor person; it's not a pauper. Your shepherd is a spiritual person. When you armor, there's a blessing. So the way you do it is very important. Can I hear you loudest? Amen. amen. The philosophy, the standards. Are you there? Okay. We don't expect people to be perfect, but we expect them to be honest. Are you there? Yeah, and we don't intend to lower the standards. When we lower the standards, that's how come today. We have bishops who are gays, priests who are, I'm telling you, officiating. So a little lowering of the standard can cause so much to be destroyed. Are you getting it? So we wouldn't lower it because you want to be a leader. So, pastor, I'm staying with somebody who is not my husband. or his. So We'll tell you, okay, bring the person. Let's realize the, this thing. You should go and see your parent. Do it. You are staying to you, So do the right thing. Hello? Yeah, do the right thing. We'll Advice you. So I don't know whether he is the one I, I will marry. And you are staying with the person. <laughs> Sister, don't bring yourself. Why are you staying with somebody that you are not sure whether you are? You, you, we will encourage you. Okay, number five is the doctrine of the house. Now, the doctrine of the house is the trend of teaching. Philosophy is the trend of what? Thinking, how our mind works. And the doctrine is the trend of teaching. Okay, one of our doctrine is loyalty. Loyalty. We believe that everyone should be loyal. You need to be loyal. I'm loyal to you. You need to be loyal to me. Amen. Okay, another doctrine we have is called anakazo. It means something. Compel people to the Christ. Because we, do, we believe in soul winning. Compel. In that story, a certain man made a great supper. Okay. And number six is the procedures of the house. You need for for you to do well, you need to know how things are done. Procedures are the way things are done over here. Things are done in this way. We believe that everyone can rise up to become a pastor. You start from the low rank and you become. Hallelujah. Yeah, you become a member. You become a shepherd. You are trained. That is everybody. You determine your own growth. You determine. Exams is there. Different thing. If you do it, it's up to you. Hallelujah. Yeah, so... Over here, tell somebody over here, this is how we do things. Over here, we expect everybody to belong into a smaller group. That's how we do things. That's how you do things. You may not have my number, but there's somebody over you who has my number. Your shepherd. So if there's something, don't say, oh, if I wish I could talk to uh, the pastor, I wish I could, yeah, when you get in touch with your shepherd, your shepherd will will either give you uh, my number or whatever it is. So, please, I have a situation. I wanted uh, the pastor to pray for me. Can you help me? So, your shepherd will organize before you notice. I'm visiting you. I'm praying for you or the situation is solved. Amen. Amen. Everyone must belong to a group. Over here, this is how. When is your wedding? Who is going to be there? If you don't belong in any group, I may be the one who will come. Only me. <laughs> and don't be offended because you don't belong to any group. But if you are in the dancers, in the dancing stars, see that the dancing stars will be there and your other friends. You are in the choir. You see that in your wedding, the choir is there. Do you think that your wedding everyone? You may throw the invitation to everyone. Eh, People go to wedding that is meaningful to them. True. Yeah. You don't belong to any group and be there. When is your wedding? You see that I have worn my red jacket, I've come alone. <laughs> Are you the number number seven is the emphasis of the house? What do we emphasize on? We emphasize on the word of God. We emphasize on the word of God. The word of God is our emphasis. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Everything you are saying, we can have a, a scripture. In fact, we have a, a message. Bishop has a message that you need to listen to. What scripture is that? You should be able to know whatever you are doing or you are not doing, there's a scripture for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And the last one but not the least is the anointing of the house. Hallelujah. By the time you catch all these seven, whether you like it or not, the anointing would have. Because you notice that the anointing there, principal thing the anointing does is that it changes the way you think. That is why when you read the Isaiah chapter eleven. Verse number two. It says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you. The spirit of what? Wisdom. and Where does wisdom affect? Where does understanding affect? What does spirit of counsel, advice, where does it affect? Okay, might. Might, even physical, but might is you have even mental strength. Then the next one, the spirit of knowledge. Where does knowledge come from? And the fear of God, even also the mind. So you notice that when somebody is anointed, the main thing is that his thinking, his understanding, his wisdom, his counsel, he's able to take... Oh. Yeah. So when you see somebody who is anointed, you will see in how the person's mind works. So by the time you get the vision, the principles, the philosophy, the doctrine, the standards... The what emphasis? By the time you get all this, you notice that your mind is working in a certain way. That by the time you understand the procedures of the house, you know. Oh, this is the procedure this is how we do in our church. The procedure is that before you get married, we have extensive marriage counselling. Yeah. Don't come and say that, oh, Pastor, I I want to travel. Can you just join us together? We are not doing welding, it's wedding. I said, we are not doing welding, it's wedding you want to do. So we need to cancel you before you have done the wedding. You just came. I I mean, I want to travel quickly. Can we join? No. You can go and look for somebody to weld you. But if you really want to get married properly, counseling. We counsel you to tell you the duties of a wife. The responsibilities of a husband. We need to, one after the other. You understand that as a man, this is your responsibility. Do you agree? If you don't agree, then we can continue. If you agree, then we can continue. It's not like you just get my side. not no, all oh, this is my responsibility as a husband. You want to be a lazy husband. You want to just be sleeping. You don't want to provide for your home. You are there. Every morning you are wearing pajamas and your wife is going. Your wife goes and comes. We need to tell you as a man your responsibility. There's a book, a big book. There it's called Modern Marriage. Uh-huh. We'll read it to you. You see the, the the duties of a husband. We'll read all the ones where we ask you, "Are you ready for all the?" If you say you are not ready, we say then we are also not going ahead. If you are ready, then we can go ahead. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> One day, a certain guy wanted to marry. He will always go and see my assistant. So I told my sister, I let him come to me. He said, he doesn't want to come to you. I said, he can't come. I told him he can't come. I asked him just one question. Because he doesn't want to do the right thing. So he was I said, you tell him that I want to see him. After now, he's not come. Because you cannot play with the hearts of the ladies. Yeah. And when you come, and you we we, before even you get married, we register your relationship. You cannot bring two people. (laughs) 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 You cannot bring two people. Though you you are you are checking which one will work. No, no, you cannot do that. Then you come with two people. You. Yeah, and, and when? Before we register your beloved ship, we just don't register it. Where is Jessica? Yeah, uh, she's at work. Before we register, with the concept of your parents, your parents, no, we cannot just, you've met somebody, say, is your mother aware? Is your father aware? Have they given the approval? You may not have paid the lobola and all that, but they are aware. Then we can register. Then we can introduce you. Oh, that this person is now out of the stock. It's out of, <laughs> somebody is trying to, do, do you understand? And once we say that nobody can bring her again, you can also not bring another person. Sure. You can't joke with, that's the procedure. And you cannot say that you're worthy, you don't want anybody to know. No. We will announce it. We will announce it at least three weeks. At least three weeks from the pulpit. We call you for people to see. If anybody knows you, you have a child somewhere. Or you are married. Sure. We don't want you to break somebody's heart. So we will ask. If anybody knows why. We cannot join this brother and this sister. Let us know now or thereafter. We are not joking oh. No. We are not joking. And even on the day of the wedding, we ask the couple themselves that if you know any reason where I shouldn't go ahead, tell me now. Let me stop. Then we invoke the scriptures. Be assured that otherwise than the word of God do allow. Those who are coupled together are not legal and it is not by God. If you have any, hey, we will tell you that's how the things are done. Amen. And we believe in we are pro-marriage. Yeah, we believe in getting married the right way and at a younger time. Because the Bible said that let the breast hmm, of the wife of your youth, not the wife of your old age. No, you read the yeah, the wife of your youth. So you need to marry us when you are youth. Don't wait when grasshopper has become a burden. <laughs> then you are going to marry and worry some people. No. We, you need. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why when you are getting married, we also counsel you. You enter it with knowledge. Hallelujah. Amen. How many like the, the spirit of the house? Are you catching the spirit of the house? Do you like the spirit of the house? Do you want to catch it? Do you want to be part of the church? Do you want to be one of the pastors? So it's your duty as well as me. You want to watch? Say, Pastor, this is your shepherd. He's been borrowing from us. He's been borrowing. He took this and this. He, he owes us. He's not paying. <laughs> then we will, we will know that this person is a problem. You cannot become a pastor. Even you are just a shepherd, then you are already borrowing. Where did you learn that? Hallelujah. So, when you see somebody is becoming a shepherd, he doesn't go for sowing, he cannot lead people to uh, receive. They say, ah, the soul winning vision is not in our. I've been here, he's not organized any outreach for us to go. It, our shepherd doesn't believe in the vision of the house. Yeah. Our pastors must speak in tongues. Yeah, if you're a pastor, you don't believe in pain of tight. You should go somewhere. Go somewhere. Here, you need to speak in tongues. You need to pay your tithe. That, that is the word of God. Whatever is in the word of God. You can go and do your own Bible and use it. But if we are using the Bible that God has given us, we ensure that the right thing is done. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So quickly, let's go through the eight things that when you catch, you would have caught the spirit of the ministry. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. And number six. The procedure. And number seven. And the last but not the least. The anointing of the house. Hallelujah. May the anointing rest on you. May the anointing of our father. Hey, the anointing that is upon our Father. Look, let me tell you, one of the anointings that is upon our Father, this anointing does not allow you to grow old. If you like, you look at him. When you are sister, you will be looking t- like 32. In the name of Jesus. The anointing, I'm telling you, is, is so amazing. So as a son, as a daughter, as a part of this church, May the spirit of the ministry, the anointing of the letter, rest on you. May every, look, we have an anointing that is called all-sufficiency grace. One day I will introduce you to it. In our church, when you come to our church, you may not see the below Everyone is well-to-do, all-sufficiency. I'm telling you. You see little boys and little girls, every one of them God blesses. God anoint, God blesses them all well. You will be surprised that a little girl is a lawyer, a little girl is a doctor. A li- when you see uh, the dancing stars, the singers, most of them are doctors, lawyers. Uh, you can't even believe it. See people giving the announcement; they are CEOs of companies that you can't even understand. The humility also in the house is it, it, amazing. Hallelujah. Let it be your portion. May the spirit, the anointing of the hands fall on you. May you do well. As the church is doing, may you also do well. In the name of Jesus. May the blessings, may the anointing, may the grace that is upon our Father, Bishop Dr. Hayward Mills, let it come over you. Wherever you are, at the back, in front, Where may this anointing work for you. The anointing that causes us to come out, Oh, from every difficulty, let it rest on you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Mega Church, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.